Uh, so who wants to talk about last time? Yeah, really. I mean, nothing. Real, nothing major happened. <laughs> you know, we went into the underground and we picked up some garbage, and then you know we left. It was basically fully uneventful. <laughs> um, I mean, there was the afterwards whole in, an un, of- in a fully unrelated. Yeah, I mean, in a fully unrelated event, there was a large sinkhole that opened up because some other people came in and tampered with things they shouldn't have right. and brought the whole building down. <laughs> but like, they're really you're looking at a two completely separate instances here. Completely unrelated. Um, yeah. Not even really correlative events, if you look at it the right way. Um, so, look, we're lawyers. You can't pin this on us. <laughs> so, you know, like, y'all took out the lamp blacks already, so you can't gaslight me. <laughs> well, actually, so without the lamp blacks, there's... So, no, Jeremy you know, a, was a making a joke about gas, lamps, <laughs> etc. No, I understand. I was just taking it to a logical conclusion. Yeah, okay, sorry. Just, just making sure. It's too late yeah, now. Now you I'm can sorry. only electroplasmic me. No, that's what John does with his weird sex ghost. <laughs> I don't. Definitely no sex <laughs> ghosts involved. Well, whatever it is, I mean. Yeah. As both I and the universe recall, <laughs> and I believe the recordings will attest to this. Um, uh, y'all took a job to try to make a new contact with a uh, a new fence. Her name was what was her name? Started with an M. Uh, Miley Cyrus, I believe. No, no, it was a different one. No, this was Sabina Halfoff. That was Millie Cyrus. Yes. Yeah. Sabina. How did I'm I get same. M? You all you all knew. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh, y'all made uh, a deal with uh, Millie Cypress. If you got a thing for her that one of her clients wants, she'd uh, be uh, more than happy to do business with y'all in the future. Wait, you just said you Sabina half off. S- Sabina full off. Pull off? That sounds wrong. So, uh, <laughs> so Sabina wanted you guys to get a uh, what she described as like a magical rod or a magical staff from. Before the cataclysm. So, uh, I just got a question for you guys. Do you guys believe in magic? Uh, we see it on a regular basis. So, like, that's asking if we believe in birds. Well, do you birds. Do you see magic? Uh, doesn't our ghost friend, like, have sex with his demon and shoot lightning out of <laughs> stuff? Like, is that magic, John? So, I, I was just doing some reading before this. Um, maybe not. Like, do, do you think it's magic? Like, does uh, Virgil think that he's doing magic, or is it something else? Virgil doesn't think he's doing magic. Virgil thinks that he is pulling energy out of the environment and doing stuff with it. Is that not magic? Yeah, that's magic, though. Like, But it's not, um... No, it's just physics. <laughs> so, like... It depends on what you mean by magic. Like, we can fall back on the science fiction, like, all sufficiently advanced science will look like magic to people who don't know how it works. We've seen well goo that powers stuff. We've seen, like, ghosts and shit. Whether you call it magic or nuclear physics, it's the same damn thing. I think it's going to be splitting hairs. What is the point? Yeah, what is the point? So, I'm just asking what your characters think. Like, when you hear someone say, hey, I want you to get a magic rod... Do you say, okay, this isn't their job, but you're crazy? Do you, like, crash yourself in superstition, or do you just... So I think from I think from Iskra's point of view, she has, like, a pragmatic acceptance that, like, people call this magic, 
Other people say it's not magic. I don't really give a shit as long as I get paid and a fine collection of ears or something interesting. Like, it's it's more of a, a practical, like, some people call it magic, some people say magic's not real, some people say only this is magic. I don't really give a shit, so. It's less, like, hoodoo and stuff like that and more, you know, there there's formulae, there is, you know, components required. It's pretty much a science. It's a small science. The science of shit we can't see. Yeah, no matter what you call it, whether whatever fancy term, you know, arcane, arcanium, or whatever, like, it might as well be a science. Okay. Even if we call it magic. What about John? What do you, what do you think about, uh, is it magic or no? What about your character? I mean, it's just the way it is. The things that exist. It's what I learned. I don't know or care. <laughs> It's just a label, man. <laughs> so, Jeremy, you, you did say, like, magic rod. Are you talking about the thing that we got from the from the cistern? Yeah, that's what Sabina called it when she was describing it. Yeah, I mean, I just figured, like, you know, that was just, like, the, the name of it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Like the well, magic man um, who lives in the poisonous park? So I mean, it really is like you're asking us if we believe in birds. Magic is just a thing that exists for all of us, and... To ask if we believe in it is an odd question. All right. That's what Sophia would think. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I wanted to know. So, y'all went to go get a magic rod from the underground, which y'all... Give that magic rod to Sabina half off, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, y'all went down there, and you found, apparently, Duskwall had been built literally on top of another city. Uh, like, y'all had always thought that that was figuratively, but apparently... Um, there is another city underneath there, although it looks like no one lives down there anymore. No one alive. Yeah. Uh, y'all ran into a bunch of hollows, uh, which seemed to be, like, circling around this weird mass that was up on one of the support pillars. Um, when, uh, Iskra went to get the magic rod, Virgil noticed a hole coming down the way. And realized that Flint, his arch nemesis, was in there. Wanted to suck his soul out, but failed miserably as um, <laughs> Iskra pulled out the rod. Some weird light uh, shot up out of the cistern and seemed to invigorate the, the pulsing mass of flesh, which pulled all of the hollows into it and formed a giant, uh, a giant like flesh colossus. Okay, so you um, call that weird. Like, for all we know, that's just what it does. We don't know. Yeah, but that thing's under your city now. Yeah. Um, so as uh, as y'all escaped, some of the... Mem- uh, you saw the circle of blue mages... Or the circle <laughs> of blue flame, uh, who... Eventually uh, their name is going to turn into blue wizards, and I'm going to be happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> so the circle of the blue flame, uh, you saw them, they seem to be trying to, like, fight this creature, uh, along with Flint, uh, as you made your escape, and later on you learned that a part of the city underneath, uh, Bunch of rich people. Brightstone, that part of Brightstone had collapsed. Yeah, but they've got a lot of money, so I'm not worried about them. Um, uh- so one thing um, I never did figure out last time, I guess I could talk about a little bit now, is I leveled up and mm. took the strange methods thing, which I figured be would be a nice thing um, to have with Iskra. 
So that is when um, I'll throw this. When I invent or craft a creation with arcane features, take plus one result to our my roll, mm -hmm. and I begin with the design. So no, Iskra, I know that you've had more of this stuff. Basically, you have a design that you have to yeah. like get or develop, and then you make it. Right. Uh, so the way Jeremy did it last time, uh, because what I was making was fairly simple and was not going to be like require ammunition or require multiple ampules or whatever. Um, he had me do the creation clock and then I just had the thing. But if okay. it's going to be something that's more involved or require fuel or require ammunition, then I would do the creation clock to invent the thing to essentially make the prototype. Um, and then make the, um, have another clock, a separate clock for actually generating the thing. Um, so it, it depends on what design you're trying to make. Um, but you start with one that's already known, so you can just, you know, figure out, here's a thing I want to exist, and as long as it's not super ridiculous, then, um, it can probably just blurp into being as part of your, as part of your leveling up. So there's, like, a series of questions that we talk to each other about whenever mm. we're trying to make a design uh, for inventing it. Um, to invent a formula for a new alchemical concoction or to plan for a new item of your design, you need to study it as a long-term project. Most new formulas or designs will require an eight-segment progress progress clock to invent and learn. The player and GM answer questions about the invention to define what it will do in play and what is required to create it, see below. The player records these answers in their notes for future reference. So like I would ask you what type of creation it is and what does it do. Uh, you would ask me what the minimum quality level of the item. Um, and then I would ask what rare, strange, or adverse aspect of the formula or design has kept it in obscurity out of common usage. And then you would ask what drawbacks does it have, if any. So it's kind of sort of a uh, collaborative process where we try to talk it out to figure out what it does, why no one's made it yet, um, and how much it's going to wind up costing to make. Uh, because based on the quality level of the item, that's what you're trying to meet whenever you're uh, making your crafting roll for it. Um, just to interject real quick, we did not talk about cost for my uh, damp neck protector. Um, so if you want that to cost any money. Um, I like It sounded to me like you were taking a wet towel and throwing it over your gills. Um, I mean, it's a little more than that. It's a nice so. towel that is sewn into shape. Goodness sakes. All right. So, um... <laughs> it costs about a lot more when you could, like, either sell the thing or lose the thing. It's pretty... Right. seems like a pretty simple thing to Yeah, create. that yeah, makes sense. Like, that... Like, you <coughs> already had a bad thing with that, um, because, you know, you wound up... Yeah, you can breathe underwater, but you also have a, um... Uh, <laughs> uh, full set of gills on my neck. A trauma, you yeah. You have a trauma now, so... Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, um, well, all that is to say that I looked at the sample stuff, because they provide, under crafting, they provide some sample, and I found one of those things I liked. Um, so, so, I'm pretty sure that those samples on there are things that everyone already knows how to do. Yeah. Uh, like, so the sample gadgets, the sample special formulas, those are both things that are already in common usage, and things that uh, 
uh, things to give us ideas on what a item should look like. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that you have to try to invent something that's on that list, uh, which is also under sample creations, uh, that sample creations handout. Mm -hmm. So anything that's on that handout, you already know or can pretty easily find how to make those things. So we don't have to invent them. Right. We can craft them, but we don't have to invent them. Or we can just okay. buy them. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, that is true. You could just buy those things. Okay, so now, I, now I'm really confused. <laughs> so maybe we just don't talk about this. Maybe I choose a different thing. Because, like, I'm just... Well, if you want to make something with Arcane Features, you, you get... You're better at it. That's all you have to know for now. Yep. When you decide you want to make something, yeah, you don't talk it out. You don't have to pick what. Like, I'm not gonna say, hey, unless you have an idea for a thing that you really like that you want to make, um, just hold that in, and we can, you know, do a flashback or whatever. If you want to say you've already invented that, I mean, you'd have to spend some coin and some stress based on that, hmm. or you can just hold it in your pocket till later in date. Um, Alright, I'll just do that then. Okay, I think that pretty much covers everything from last time. So, y'all had talked about wanting to hit the uh, Centralia Club that the um, uh, Blue Mage or <laughs> the Circle blue of Wizards. Blue Flame uh, that the Circle of Blue Flame uh, operates out of. Um, now, funny story, uh, I set up a map for you guys to pick where they operate out of, because the book says that they operate out of six towers. Um, but if you look, it's not marked anywhere on six towers. But then when we were just... Which one is six towers? Six towers, that's the, the page that I just uh, moved y'all mm. to. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but, funny story, while we were looking at Brightstone... I noticed that the Centralia Club is marked right here. <laughs> yeah, I, was just, I thought it, it was in Brightstone. Yeah, it's right here. Uh, so oh, That's funny. Alright, yeah. okay. it is. So, I was gonna, you know, make y'all spend some time trying to figure out where that was, but uh, good thing we don't have to do that since I was running late. We did it. Um, <laughs> How much experience do we got? Uh, Heist over, guys. Good job. Alright. Uh, so there were a couple of faction moves that I wanted to talk about. Um, okay, so I think Sophia probably heard about this one while you were hanging out at the tavern with Clyra. Um, you had your, uh, uh, who were your two people at, uh, the Old Smoky as well? Uh, Billy Weston, the flamboyant bartender. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Sarah Perez, and, uh, dealer in Sarah exotic Perez. animals. What's uh, yep. did we ever figure out what kind of animals those were? Exotic animals, anything exotic, you know. All right, uh, you want a toucan, she can get you one. Uh, so you go to the old smoky, you know, you see Clara there uh, talking at one of the tables with Sarah Perez, who has a marmoset on her shoulder. Um, you got Billy Weston. Uh, leaning on one of, uh, leaning on the bar, talking to one of the patrons in a very, you know, a very friendly fashion. And, uh, as you sit down to talk with Clara, over the course of the night, you hear people talking about how 
there have been more disappearances in crow's foot um people are starting to get a little scared to go out on the streets by themselves people are staying away from the less traveled roads um there's a lot of dissent going on about uh why the crows aren't protecting the people of crow's foot like they're supposed to be doing um, I, have an, I have an idea. But, and uh, uh, Clyra actually leans in and says in a hushed tone, uh, from what I'm hearing, my Lara is actually saying that the crows are actually behind everyone that's missing. See, now, the problem is you've, you've told us that, so now I don't really care about the Centralia Club anymore. <laughs> now I want to investigate the actual problem you've just given us. So, Especially given what we saw underground, there is certainly... Some potential there. Yeah. Okay, so Iskra, you were contacted, uh, or actually you were probably just uh, walking through Charter Hall um, on your way to a different purveyor of different alchemical supplies that you use whenever you're uh, making your different potions and, you know, alchemy bottles and you know, the stuff that you need to muck around in bodies with. Mm-hmm. And you happen to be passing by the uh, the alleyway that leads down towards Fitz's museum that he has down there. I don't know if you recall, but Fitz it was the, uh, the art dealer that you guys have as one of your contacts who mm-hmm. gave you a couple of jobs. Um, and there was like the equivalent of police tape around his door fantasy police tape yeah uh whatever duskwall uses for police tape <laughs> did virgil murder him too all right i'm gonna go poke my nose in <laughs> is anybody yes. there uh it looks quiet now there's not really like you might you hear some people talking it looks like there's some blue coats towards the back of the room as you recall like this first chamber was kind of like cavernous and dimly lit mm-hmm. uh, but from what you can see now it looks like the place has just gotten completely sacked like some of the suits of armor that he had on display have been toppled over the uh leviathan that had been that could be dimly seen hanging in the rafters uh, it looks like it was pulled down and just utterly destroyed. And you see Fitz nearby uh, when... I mean, do you want to get his attention and talk to him? So I've been living in this part of town for long enough that I know a thorough ransacking when I see one. Can I tell that they were just trying to break shit or were they stealing things? Um, I mean, normally this sort of thing covers stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's uh, if someone's trying to steal something from you and they want to keep what they're trying to take secret, they'll tend to trash the place. You know, exactly. Gotcha. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean in, try not to get the blue coat's attention. And go. Psst. Uh, oh, yes, girl. Yes. Uh, how? What brings you here? I'm sorry. I'm a little occupied at the moment. No, I can see that. Um, yeah, I was just popping out for some tea and human preservatives. What happened? Someone broke in last night, and they... I th- I have a good idea who it is. I think it's the Circle of the Blue Flame, because they only took a couple of things, and one of those things was that eye that y'all brought for me. 
Why would they want it? I mean, to get it back, but... I mean, they tried to steal it from you guys when y'all were bringing it here, so... Mm -hmm. I, as what far else as did... I can tell, it was something, like... It was something they called the Eye of Kotar. Oh, that's fun. Eye of Kotar. There are a lot of legends surrounding the artifacts of Kotar, and bringing them together to resurrect Kotar. Just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. The Eye... It was just a very, very cool item to me. So what, do you know what else they took? Like, uh, he lists off a couple of items that to you seem more valuable than anything else. Like, you know, there was like a golden crown that was used in the long gone age. And, you know, like there was a lot, like Fitz kept a lot of money in this museum. Mm -hmm. um, things worth quite a lot of money. It wasn't just eccentric weird artifacts no it's a display of wealth more than anything else but all right nothing that like completely catches my attention or oh i know what that is or anything like that like the thing that catches your attention the most is the fact that the eye is gone and mostly only because of your recent run-in with the blue flame okay uh well i'm going to awkwardly pat him on the shoulder um and say, man, that, that sucks. Um, just make sure the uh, blue coats don't rob you any blinder than you already are. If yes, you uh, paid them good protection money, too. Yeah, man, that sucks. They did not do that. Um, is there any way that we could be of assistance? I mean, I know you're probably not in a position to pay particularly well for the return of your precious items, but I mean, we're always available for uh, hire. If you can find my things and you return them, I'll gladly compensate you. Alright. And I'm then gonna... let's go to Cliff. Y'all spent quite a good amount of time in downtime. I, re yeah. I recalled that y'all spent some extra coin to take some extra downtime oh, yeah. activities. So, like, th it's probably been, like, at least a week or two since the last session. Um, I, like honestly, probably game time. more if you think about it. Like the sheer amount of things we did. Yeah, we're spending money. I see money is both greasing palms and you know just paying rent and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably been like two, maybe three weeks at this point. You're probably yeah. right about that. Probably almost a month. Um. So, uh, you are checking in with your friend Jaren, and uh. Jaren being the blue coat archivist. Where where are you guys hanging out at? Uh, well, probably at a, a tavern or a bar. He's probably got off work. He works you know, like second shift. Uh, my hours are my own. You know, and we haven't really done a whole lot of work, so I probably spent the past couple days, the past week, just kind of goofing off. Uh, probably sitting at home, spending my days just drinking, honestly. So I decided to do something with my week, my off, my off days, and take Jaren. Pretty much, you know, <laughs> turn off the turn off the TV. Or I need to go out and be social or something. Too deep in the books. There's pizza. Uh, so yeah, taking taking Jaren to a tavern or something. He's been working hard. I'm I've repaired the relationship mechanically, but you know I'm still trying to keep uh, keep that going. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Yeah. Scenes, especially with this kind of stuff happening. Uh, you know, like I'm gonna keep home on the side. Yeah, like I'm assuming that like if someone's your contact, just because we don't put a spotlight on it doesn't mean that you're ignoring them. Uh, because you know, part of having someone on your contact is being in pretty close uh, contact with them. 
so yeah, uh, like you are spending time with Jaren, and you know, do you think y'all went out drinking or what? Yeah, we went to probably just took him to a tavern and just kind of. Did you take uh, him to the old Smoky? That probably wouldn't have been my first suggestion. Just because I'd like to maybe explore out a bit. You know, that's kind of our that that is that is for us a place of business. That's not a relaxation thing. So I probably took him to another bar, uh, not too far from his workplace. I'm not okay. sure where his uh, you know his cop library, as it were. Would uh, be. I mean, that's probably based out of Charter Hall. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you take him. What's a good pub name? Like, uh, uh, it's you know what? It's probably in the university quarter. So, what's a good pub name for a uh, campus? College Hill. Hmm. Say the district is College Hill, so it's like College Hill. Uh, uh what's what's that? Uh, speakeasy. Speakeasy. The College Hill Speakeasy. Yeah, okay. and maybe maybe it was called something at one point, and it was, you know I don't know if this world has ever had like a prohibition thing in it. But it just became kind of a nickname that sort of stuck over time. The, the locals just call it the speakeasy. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, you have taken your friend here to the speakeasy to spend some good quality time with him. Uh, and, you know, he you notice that he's drinking a little bit heavier than normal. Uh, seems like he's been kind of stressed. and He starts yeah, talking I mean, about... talking about it for sure. Yeah, so he starts talking about how um, within the past week... Uh, a train arrived from the capital. On it was a coterie of the Emperor's uh, breakers. They came to the headquarter of the Bluecoats, and they have taken a couple of Bluecoat patrols under their command, and they're doing who knows the hell what in our city. So I imagine you guys have had to... Uh been on high alert all time. You certainly don't want to appear like you're slacking off. Not to say you guys slack off, but you know, yeah, always I having mean, supervisors breathing down your neck. Never. Well, yeah, never I else. mean, and they're not telling us what they're doing. They're just, they took our best men off of their active rotation, so everyone else is having to pull, you know, extra shifts. And, you know, they, like, every now and again you'll see them walking around these ironclad dudes surrounded by blue coats um just all through the city who knows what they're looking for you said the emperors man that's i mean this call isn't shantytown but certainly not imperial by any means what are, what are the emperors men doing here uh so the uh the immortal emperor controls all of severos uh plus ostensibly the rest of everything on the world map it I think. Um, I know, well, maybe it's just Severos and Akaros. Or Scott. Uh, or, I'm sorry, not Severos. Uh, Akaros, uh, which is the continent that you guys are on. Uh, and also Scotland. Uh, there are... He, he's laid claim to Severos, but um, he hasn't made a lot of inroads in Severos. I don't know about Eruvia or Tykaros. I'll have to look in that. But this, is, like, Akaros is, like, the um, the Immortal Emperor's home turf. Like, home country. It, it still um, seems weird that he would send a contingent of Imperial yeah. men. Yeah, no, you know. like, this this isn't something that any of us have had happen before. Um, 
they're they're being led by this old snide bastard named Huard. Clark. Huard. 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 Can you spell that? Sure. H u a r d. Huard. Huard. Ford. Chef Huard. <laughs> so what this means mechanically to you guys is uh, because of these extra patrols that are going on. Uh, whenever we do get in, until these uh, breakers are dealt with, uh, because they're on high alert for weird things going on, uh, you're just going to be at a minus one to your starting position and plus one to heat that you generate. Oh, is that all? That's all. And let's go to uh, Virgil, finally. Uh, so, Virgil, you were probably... Uh, I'm sure at some point in this three-week period, you went to go see Satara, right? Uh, I did... Yeah, I mean, I did stress reduction, I think. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, when you went to go see her... Uh, so... Tell us what Satara looks like. Looks like, because I don't think we've ever actually talked about her before. We try to do it in like a non-horny way. <laughs> I mean, you know, you do you. I mean, um, so in my head, and this is like not particularly useful, probably. Um, she looks like a chosen from XCOM Two. Yeah, so like sort of purple, wrinkly skin. Um, glowing eyes, uh, wears sort of dark kind of leathery armor, um, you know, five and a half foot tall. So that's what you're into? All right. That is... Can we, can we stop? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make any sense, and it, I don't know. Okay, yeah. So, uh, okay, yeah, so I can go with that. So, yeah, you, um, uh... So Satara is, um, when you find her, uh, she looks up at you with a sort of look that you've never really seen on her before. Um, normally she's very, um, she's very obviously in charge of both herself and her surroundings, Um, in a way that someone who knows that they're both above and more powerful than everyone around them, you know, just is naturally. Uh, but she does not seem that way this time. Right now, she seems kind of worried, a little, you know, hurried, maybe even a little bit haggard, a little bit less well kept up. Um, like her hair, it, like, it's just small things, like, her hair isn't as neatly placed as uh, you normally uh, would see it. Um, she, like, I don't know, it's just little stuff like that. Her leather armor isn't immaculately polished. It looks like it hasn't had the oils rubbed into it in the past couple of days, so it's not quite as shiny. Um, and when you see her, like, the first thing that she says is, do you still have it? The the ghost stone? No, I don't yeah, have it anymore. You you got rid of it. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm, I'm glad you did what I told you to. Do you know where you got rid of it? I'm going to tell her. What do you mean? You're, you're, gonna, you're, not, there. you're not there. Um, yeah, we were we were underneath uh, we were we were underneath the city on a on the mission and. Um, 
you know, I I threw it away uh, down there, and I ex- I don't remember me John don't doesn't remember exactly where that was, but I'm sure Virgil could explain where that was to her. Uh, well, you threw it at <laughs> Flint, and he caught it. Yeah, yeah, and, and threw I threw it away by giving it to another person. <laughs> yeah, I I know what I said to her, which is not that I gave it to Flint. I said I threw it away down while I was down there, which is true, right? So that's what I said. I said to her. Okay. All right. Good. She's basically my mom. I'm not gonna yeah. be like, oh yeah, you know, I uh, uh, I threw it away at my arch nemesis. Ha ha ha. I did a good thing. Okay. You know. So you know where it is. I need you to go get it. Well, it's I. Uh, okay. So so Tara, like, <laughs> this is not how we normally operate, Tara. You, you tell me to do a thing, and I always do it immediately, of course. And now you're telling me, what if I had thrown it in the ocean? Would you t- have me go die for it? Like, what's the deal? If you had thrown it in the ocean, then I would have figured something else out. But it's down underneath the city. You know where it is. Go get it. Well, you know, as soon as I... All right. So <laughs> while I was down there, you know Flint, right? We've had run-ins with him. Yeah, I, th- the man I think killed. he found. Well, he got somebody put him in a hole, a bastard. So, <laughs> so I think he, I think he got it. He was there. He saw me throw it. I think he may may have gotten it. You gave it to Flint. I didn't say I gave it to Flint. Tar. I wouldn't give him something. I told you I, to get rid of it, not to let someone else get it. Yeah. Well. You should have been more clear then. You told me that it needed to go. You told me I need that it was going to hurt me. That's what I remember. You're like, this is going to hurt me. And I, you know, had used it to, to, to get some souls. We talked about that. Um, and, you know, I tried to give it to Flint violently and it didn't work. Um, so he, he's got it, you know, that's, yeah. I, I don't know. So, so I mean... If you do you really... know where Do you know where Flynn is now? He's in a fucking hole somewhere. If you find out where he is, you need to let me know immediately. All right. Can you tell me? So I found more of those rocks. What? Yeah. <laughs> so are these things not just everywhere? No, they're not just everywhere. <laughs> okay. If they were just everywhere, then everyone would have them, and it wouldn't well, be such a big fucking deal. I found one and I showed it to you or like I know exactly what that is. You should get rid of it. It'll hurt you. And then like I find another one. Yeah. And then I it's throw... a f- do you, did you it's a fragment of a dead god. You don't want to just carry those things around. I do. Can I have one? I'm not there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fragment of a dead god. All right. Fragment of a dead god. Well, Flint's got two of those fragments of dead gods, and not by my choice, but he does. I don't know where he is, but you need you need these fragments. I don't need them, but we need to make sure that certain people don't get them. There's someone trying to resurrect a dead god in this town. Oh, hey, I know who that is. And if they get these parts, that's going to help them do that, and that's going to upset everything. That's going to upset more than everything. All right. Well, I'm... I wish I'd done things differently than Satara. I'm sorry. I wish you had too. <laughs> All right, that's the end of that scene. I've got one more thing that I need you guys to decide, and that is where in Brightstone 
is the uh, sinkhole. And also, how big is it? Well, I think the goat to meeting probably happened. Uh, I'd love to drop one on the church because they're a bunch of jerks. But, uh... <laughs> Y'all can put it anywhere in this district you want to. <laughs> just kill all the circle of the flame people <laughs> um i mean i like the church idea too um are there any labeled churches i mean oh this is a, this is a, a church. it's a giant cathedral um yeah. it's gotta be in one of the three one of the four like bottom so so and if i, I remember correctly the weird creature thing was directly mm-hmm. beneath the, where the sinkhole was created. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I well, think more or less. Well, yeah, we don't know for... So so if we're talking about, like, the, the Duskfall sandwich, we got surface stuff, and then we got creature thing, and then we got where we were with the cistern and stuff. And right, the... although the last time you saw the creature, it had turned into a giant colossus. Uh, that was which... about to fight, I assume? Because the... we left before... We... A whole lot of stuff happened, right? We saw some yeah. spells or something going on. Yeah, y'all, y'all saw some like electroplasmic energies crackling about. You saw Flint firing off his proton cannons, and um, you know, like that. Like when you left, that still was all going on. And then later on that day, part of Charter. That's when you heard the word that part of Brightstone had collapsed. Right. In uh, um, what is vaguely. Uh, you estimate it's, you know, in that general area of where you were at, like, above it. I know that, like, someone tried to get me to say exactly where, what was above the city on that map, and I said it didn't matter, and then, oh, hey, look, here, it matters, so now y'all get to decide what that was. Okay. I have no preference aside from I don't want to blow up anything that's super important, but so probably something like... Anywhere in this circle, it's not a circle. Anywhere in that banana shape. You know, so, so a bunch bean. of the rich people houses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could blow up the cops. I like that too. I don't know. I really like the idea of it being either under a church or under like a gigantic, beautiful man- mansion that I'm not allowed inside of. I mean, I do kind of like the idea of we got the glass gardens down here. Oh, that would be that, really good. You know, just the image of just this, broken. You know, all of these shards sort of getting flung up into the air <laughs> and then collapsing in upon themselves. That's now, that's I'm pretty good. I'm assuming that the glass gardens is basically like a you know, it's like, like a, a sculptuary. It's full of glass yeah, statuettes and whatnot. I mean, I don't think there's really much talk about it inside the uh, the book, so we can say it is whatever we want it to be. I mean, even if it was inside the book, we can just change it because we exactly. want to. So uh, this is a this is garden of, imagination. of translucent plants um, with prismatic characteristics full of glass statuary that we put a hole underneath of. At least that's what it was. Is everyone good with that being where the hole is? Uh, yeah, just make it like. Do I want it that size, or do you a, want a, it bigger? <laughs> bigger, but I don't think it should touch a canal. Yeah, I mean, that's no. too big. <laughs> Something in between those two <laughs> sizes. Uh, so, did anyone go to take a look at the uh, sinkhole, or try to go back like down Sophia to the undercity to look at what's going on down there? Are we allowed in this part of town? Like, 
Yeah, we're free citizens. Well, eh. I mean, when... Sophia definitely is. Yeah, so. that's true. So Sophia would certainly have taken a stroll by. Yeah, because isn't one of your, uh... Isn't one of your pleasure barges, isn't the Silver Swan up here? Wait, when you say one of my pleasure mm-hmm. barges, you make it seem like there's a lot. Are there a lot? Are, I mean... I mean, I would assume that you would have contracts for multiple places. I, I you... mean, I, I assume that you weren't the sort of woman to let anyone tie you down. You, there's definitely a tying involved, <laughs> but... No, it's, there's only one pleasure barge, but you're right, it is in the Brightstone Canals. All right. So yeah, you go by, and the glass gardens are just a wreckage. Um, there's like maybe like a wall still standing uh, on one side of it, with a, a couple of glass panes that are like dangling over the precipice. But this thing's easily, you know, a hundred yards across. It looks like this is a big fuck off hole. Um, that opened up underneath here, and what do you think? You think people died when that thing opened up? I'm gonna say well, you no. you gave us heat for killing, so people definitely uh, died. Yeah, I guess that's true. People did die from that. So, uh, so yeah. If you'd like to reduce our heat and say no, we will make that, tr- that trade. I mean, I could say no. <laughs> I wouldn't um, mind not having seven heat. It's fine. It's just heat. It's fine, says the guy who enjoys killing other people's characters. I don't enjoy that. Okay. Jeremy. Alright, uh, so yeah, there's still a couple of the, like, glass trees that were built up around it. Uh, so Tabitha, those were your idea. Are these, like, trees that look like glass, or are they trees that are made out of glass? These are actual live trees, they just happen to be transparent and prismatic. Uh, So they probably do, like, this cool thing where they, like, feed it different colored water in different places. (laughs) So you can watch the water go up and it tints the leaves different colors. I like Um, that. They probably do that on, like, Sundays or whatever you call Sunday in the world without a sun. Um, (laughs) Sunday, but it's the other one. Yeah. Night day. No, like S-O-N. Oh, so yeah, a couple of the trees are still standing. Some are teetering, clutching uh, as strongly as they can against the, uh, you know, the ground that's still there. And it's pretty clear to see that like this park is only over like twenty feet of dirt, and then it's like all stone and metal uh, all the way down. Uh, you see pipes. You see sewer connections. Uh, but there's not enough light to look all the way down to the Undercity or see a bottom to the uh, uh, to the sinkhole in general. And it hasn't filled with water up to the canal level, so there's that. Yeah, there's yeah, there's not really like there's some water flowing in there from like the sewers, uh, but it doesn't look like a lot. That ain't just water. Ugh, gross. I bet it smells bad. Uh, you have any other questions about what you see, Sophia? I mean, are there, like, gawkers? Like, oh, people yeah. people coming I mean, from all around to look to see this? Yeah, like, there's, like, there's a lot of people here. Like, it's probably been, like, a week since this thing opened up. Um, uh, unless you wanted to have gone by earlier. Um, so there's not at, the crowd's not quite as big as it was, but there's, like, 
a bookie that's got a betting pool going on about when a particular tree is gonna fall in the hole. Uh, there's, there's like tape up around it. Like someone's erected a small fence to try to stop people from getting too close to the edge and falling in. Uh, if the, uh, if part of that, uh, continues to collapse even further. Uh, there's signs up uh, around all around the park saying, you know, enter at your own risk uh, because <laughs> they don't know if it's going to, you know, widen at all or not. It does not look like anyone's made any particular efforts to try to uh, start fixing this hole at all. Yeah, but that, that seems odd. I want to talk to some of the... I mean, this is a pretty well-off neighborhood, relatively speaking. So, like, why isn't, you know... I mean, what is the government of, of Dustfall? Is it a, a city council or is it a mayor? I thought we what had is... an emperor. Yeah, but like the emperor is not managing, you know, building permits on Pearl Street. Like, what's the governance locally? Um, you tell me. Maybe the uh, emperor I... does handle right, everything. So why is... That's why it's so slow. <laughs> why is the city council not doing anything? You know, we pay, you know, our taxes. We pay for our pay business licenses. And, you know, we... I'm kind of, I'm not like riling the crowd up, but I'm trying to get some damn answers. You know, like we, we paid for the, you know, the last, you know, tax on, you know, goat hooves, goat feet. What? Goat booties. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What is this? Goat shoes. <laughs> horse shoes. Like things you put on the bottom of a horse. You but, don't shoe you know, goats. <laughs> what? But we paid they're, our taxes. actual shoes. On, <laughs> on goat shoes to keep the streets clean, you know. What? That was just that was just the, a tax feet to, to keep the city council's pockets lined. So you know we scratch their back, but when the sinkhole opens, I'm sorry. You do know, you think that the goats' they feet don't... are the parts that are dirty? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know they don't do anything for us. So you know what 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 gives? Uh, I mean you're not really getting a lot of answers here, but you are mur- getting some murmurs out of the crowd. Some of the you know. Highfalutin ones are saying, "Oh, pish posh, yes. Why haven't they fixed this yet?" Um, I, mean, I pretty, you know, I, I mean, I feel like you know someone should lead a march to the nearby. I don't know. Uh, you know, tar and I'm sure one of the counselors are, are, li- lives here. Is, do, lives here. Are yeah. you trying to make the rich people riot? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to get them, get them, get them. Get them look, I'm the. It's. I just. I, I referenced several recent tax increases that we all of us. Paid into without a, without a word, and then when when we need the services, we we pay for you know these services which are we all know are simply lining the the pockets of our of our friends. You know where where are they when when we need them? And I don't see them anywhere. Uh, so you can do this. I just want to know what your end goal is. <laughs> I guess I just want to foment some unrest and try to get some, you know it'd be nice to yeah. I just want I just want to just want to create some turmoil and you know. Uh, Rattle the cages. I mean, I'm not a rich person. Okay. But I see a chance to pit, you know, the 1% against 1%. I'm going to take it. Uh, all right. Well, make a sway roll. Uh, and I'll say that you have uh, great effects since you are able to reference some things that happened recently. <laughs> that I invented, yeah. Yeah. And I am in disguise. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, look. Okay. You can't win them all. Uh, so... For those uh, at home, there was a two, a one, a two, and a three. Alright, so... I 
I've got a pretty good idea on what happens, and I think it's just that you're going to lose this opportunity. Like, you start rallying the crowd up, and you start hearing people say, yeah, why aren't they fixing this yet? We want our glass gardens back. Uh, you start hearing a sh the shrill whistles of uh, the uh, blue coats, and you see a group of blue coats being led by this... Uh, this like ironclad, uh, this ironclad man. Um, this is the first time you've really seen one of these guys. Uh, you've probably heard from Cliff at this point about the Emperor's Breakers, but yeah. Uh, so like this looks like a knight in shining armor, only far too small to be wearing armor. Like something uh, like if. If that's a dude wearing armor, then either that's a very thin man or very thin metal. Yeah, I don't want to get... I'm not getting tangled up Luca, so I, I guess Sophia will see the writing on the wall and, you know, quietly make her... make an exit, because it's not worth getting into a, you know, fight or anything. Yeah, so you're able to slip out as the blue coats start, you know, dispersing the crowd, and uh, the bookie's probably disappointed because... Uh, they uh they kind of close off further away from the uh from the sinkhole for now. Um, all right. Yeah. For the record, it was a tax. All goats in parts of the, certain parts of the cities had to be shooed, and that wasn't <laughs> only places that sold goat shoes were city owned. So it was clearly just a way to get money out of law-abiding goat owners everywhere. Shakedown. Very very clearly, yes. <laughs> Hey everyone, Jeremy here. Thanks for joining us again here at Moxie. If you enjoy what we're doing, you can check out some of our other stuff. John's got his website, jonathankush.com. Tapta's got her cute critters she sells on her Etsy store, Qu Quiet Nova Studios. And I've got my novel up on Amazon.com. Um, I want to give a shout out to Ketza for our intro song, Mission Ready. And don't forget that you can reach out to us at membersofkcell at gmail.com or at membersofkcell on Twitter. Um, well, I'll let you get back to the show and we'll be seeing you. All right, so let's talk about what heist we want to do <laughs> now that it's seven forty-seven. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could maybe like plan it out. <laughs> I don't know how much you want to get into it. I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, we did start kind of late, and I also had all of that stuff I wanted to get through. So, oh, I guess one question was: so I at first I thought you were when you mentioned the crows not protecting the citizens of Crowsfoot. Uh, my initial reaction was, well, maybe the crows are, are, are doing the, the disappearing. But when we were down in the hole, we saw, like, disappeared kids and stuff. But we didn't see any indication that that was, like... I thought we somehow tied that to the crows in our heads, but I don't know why. So some of the urchins that the crows use as messengers were present as emptied bodies 
Apollos. Yeah, the crows. Uh, and Rorik's body was down there, along with a couple of other people that we recognized just from the neighborhood. Yeah, and, like, y'all had heard rumors before of those kids from the Strathmill house. Sometimes they would be sent to uh, the, crow's fo- uh, the crow's nest for to do messages or errands or things like that. And then they just never came back home. Uh, and no one had seen them until y'all saw them in the Undercity. Okay. So I don't know whether that is... So we don't, we don't, we, we still want to know what the Circle of Flames, Circle of Blue Flames deal is, because they came down and had a fight with the monster. We assume. And we, we saw them come down and fight the monster. We, right? I mean, Jeremy clearly I mean, said that we saw, you know, some, some violent, but Well, I we don't... saw them doing something. I thought we saw them fighting with it. Was that... Jeremy, can you clarify? Did we? Did we? Because I, I I asked you about that earlier, and I thought, I thought what I understood you saying was we saw something happening, but not necessarily fighting. I mean, y'all saw weird electro electroplasmic stuff happening. Uh, that's for sure. Like the circle of blue flame was doing their weirdo stuff to it, and Flint. To, who to, what do you mean by to it? To the like, the like they were. Yeah, they were shooting their electro... Like, they were doing some sort of electroplasmic ritual to the creature. Okay. And the Flint, Flint was... was his lasers. Flint was firing his lasers at it, and they seemed okay. to be working in concordance. Um, and at some point after that, at some point between when y'all last saw them and uh, when you got to the surface, uh, part of... Brightstone had collapsed. Gotcha. So we did see them them fighting. I apologize. Yeah. So, but we don't know whether they were in control of the thing, and then we stole the rod, and then it got loose, and they were trying to like put down their their evil pet, or whether they were trying to like stop an injustice because it was the you know the the tentacle monster of the enemy or something. Yeah. I mean, they definitely so, already knew it was there, but whether yeah. they knew it was there because so they I, were using it for some vile purpose or because they were trying to make it not exist anymore we don't know that i'm aware of and there's also the question of whoever uh whoever hired sabina to get the rod in the first place yeah yeah because they may have not been prepared for a fight right that they they maybe they were planning on getting rid of this thing without causing you know this damage upstairs but we woke it up yeah maybe i mean maybe it was gonna do that anyways we don't know I mean, we de- I mean, we're professionals. We, we would def- we would never ask Sabina who her client was. So that's off the yeah, table. Yeah, no, you don't ask for provenance. That's how you lose friends. <laughs> um. Um, so I see two avenues here. I see one is we investigate the Circle of Blue Flame. Yeah. And that was what I suggested, which is like, go to the club, do be social, kind of guess, put some feelers out, see what we see. Yeah. Um, just go fishing. The other is investigate the crow side of things we have a lot more in there you know we have a lot more sway there but it could simply be that the crows sent these kids out as messengers and then they got sucked up you know they use the tunnels maybe and they just got sucked up by this creature or whatever and the crows like we, we have a lot to my mind we have more circumstantial evidence that the circle of blue flame has something going on than we have circumstantial evidence that the crows have anything to do with it but investigating through the crows might be a, a like simpler uh more measured course of action so to speak i think i see what you mean neither of which get us paid but we got a lot of coin last time so maybe we can afford like yeah. a small 
we need a lot of coin to go to the next tier at some point, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, for my own own personal leanings, I would rather investigate at their club. Put, put eyeballs on them, you know, ask some questions. Not trying to be super obvious about what we're trying to do, but, like, we don't know a whole lot about them. So, that would be my vote. Yeah, that's what I'm still leaning towards. I guess if, if, we want, if we wanted to make it a simple or a more of a score, we could ask our contacts if they have any like jobs involving the circle that we could take mm. and do that rather than just walk in and like start asking questions. Well, we but kind of have a job. I'm also kind of okay with that. Yeah, we need to find because Flint Fitz, and get this rock. Well, oh, no, but Fitz. Fitz wants his eyeball back, and we know they're the ones who probably took it because they're the ones who we took it from. True, and we want the we want the rock. And he would pay us so. for doing that, so that's kind of a job. Yeah, so maybe so maybe that's the maybe that's the job then. And we just make some we just do some social stuff as like a setup. We also gotta remember that we can use our gang as a like to do some setting up mm. as well. Oh, right. We I to. forgot oh, about we've got our, minions. Um, yeah. Our minions. Yeah. yeah, what have they been up to lately? Because 'Cause y'all had them kinda sitting on their thumbs for like two months now. No, they've been like committing petty larceny and things yeah, like that. We've they've been keeping them... their hands in. Yeah, they've been stealing newspapers and then peddling them on street corner. Yeah. <laughs> That's so specific. <laughs> see, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, so they're not very good. No, so they're not. Like, like, so they this, all they'd be good at is like a distraction if we needed yeah. that. So I think, uh, I think so, they operate at your tier level. So they're yeah. So they roll one. Die. Yeah. So they're rolling one die and. They're thugs, first and foremost, so what they know is punching throats. Right. Uh, they're fearsome and loyal, but they're also principled and wild. What was their principle? They won't use weapons? Yes, they will only use their fists. Okay, so probably not larceny so much as mugging, then. They, they have a small time protection racket on our turf somewhere, mm, you know? That makes sense. Pays, it pays for their upkeep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and it says here that their leader is Sprig, who, in the fiction I created about behind him, he is related to Bill and Ted. Um, so that was sort of the the um, personality I was putting on the punch throats. Yeah, All right. a bunch of uh, a bunch of dudes punching throats. All right, doing what dudes do best, you know. Okay, so y'all are playing on talk. Uh, Y'all are playing on infiltrating the Centralia Club in hopes of finding the eyeball and potentially the eyeball or the rock, and yeah. potentially Flint and his his gadgets. Yeah, yeah. We maybe, maybe that would be a good thing to use our punch throats for to try and find. You know, has there been a hole sighting around? Because mm. I I assume that holes are not like super common. They're a very high level um, creation. So. Yeah, they they are not uh, they're not something that you see every day. I I think that I'd even say that they're a pretty recent creation. Uh recent enough and uncommon enough that it very well could be that Flint is the first one that you've seen. Yeah. So if we describe what a hole is to our punch throats and they saw one, there is a pretty good chance that it's going to be Flint. Yeah. And that they would they would know that it was that they would recognize it as this weird thing we're talking about because it's yeah yeah it's not like you see one on every street corner right right selling newspaper 
Okay. All right. So so yeah, I think us investigating uh, this this eye eye theft and then getting maybe is that a thing we can do, Jeremy? Have our punch throats go and just kind of like Ask case around. case around some different neighborhoods looking for hole sighting. Uh, maybe pu- punching some throats to get some answers. Let's look it up because this is the first time y'all have tried to use your uh, what are they called? Uh, Thugs. Minions? Didn't we have them join us in a fight? Well, I, like, they were people that y'all hired, but they weren't part of your gang at that point. Uh, I think these are called cohorts in the game. Uh, so let's look up the rules for cohorts. Using cohorts is 97. So when you send a cohort to achieve a goal, roll their quality to see how it goes. Or a PC can oversee the maneuver by leading a group action. If you direct the cohort with orders, roll command. If you participate in the action alongside the cohort, roll the appropriate action. The quality of any opposition relative to the the cohort's quality affects the position and effect of the action. I'm not exactly sure what the game type, how that affects it. Because I thought that... Oh, when a cohort performs actions for which its types apply... It uses its full quality rating. Otherwise, its quality is zero. Uh, so, unless... <laughs> I don't think they're very good yeah, so un- investigating. Unless yeah. the punch throats are thugging it up, uh, they roll two dice and take the worst. I think we just save them yeah, for... for... I picture them as, like, we need to get out of the place, so they run and, like, start beating up yeah. out front, and we, like, escape out they're the back. They're kind of a blunt of tool, as far as well, it goes. I mean, so here's my question. Does it hurt us if we have them go do something that they're bad at? It might, because it might cause people to ask the wrong kind of questions and wonder why our cohorts are walking around asking these questions in this area. Fair. So. Yeah, or they could, you know, piss off the wrong people and get beaten up. We don't want that. All right, um... Okay. I would say probably just hold them in reserve then, or send them to the Undercity to just sort of look around and see if they see anything. Maybe. So something not... if, when they fail... It's okay, they're, they're not investigators, yeah. so we should not send them to investigate anything. No. Well, well but... It... If we want an investigator, we should pay two things to get, a, get an investigator code. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so we're talking about the next thing that us Moxie is going to do, is to go right. to this club, right? Now, don't don't forget that at any point during a heist, y'all can have a flashback to tell the punch throats to have gone done something, if it makes sense at that point. <laughs> have like, gone done. Like, let's say that y'all infiltrate the Centralia Club, and you say, oh, it'd be really nice to have a distraction right about now. Well, then Good you thing could have, we did that. Yeah. Yeah, you could have the punch. You could spend uh, stress to have the punch throats go and cause a distraction. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, like just because you can't think of something for them to do right now, it's just another tool in your tool belt you can mm. use. Yeah. All right. Cool beans. Okay. Well, uh, I don't. So that'll be for next time. We'll go to the Centrale Club. Is there any cleanup? things we might want to do um does anyone want have like any gathering of information that they want to do beforehand that might help me flesh out some of the club i mean i mean sophia certainly could go 
for a couple days ahead of time in you know in different disguises and just get a feel because we're not walking in totally blind so uh the first time that you do that uh you recognize that it's not the sort of club that you might think of when you think of like a club like a place that people you know go to party it's a club like a like a members yeah it's it uh it's got you know, it's got a dude in front of it that's checking for membership badges, and um, or I like he like he's not even doing that, but there's a dude out there that's like looking at people, and if he recognizes someone, uh, he lets them in, and sometimes someone brings someone in with them, and they have to like you know vouch for them. Uh, some people get turned kind of away. Uh, from what you can see, like through the windows and everything it kind of is like a uh like um like what you might imagine like the national geographic society was back uh back when it was an actual society in london like there's a smoking lounge with a little bit of a wet bar but there's libraries there's uh chairs and a a billiards table um there's uh men in prim suits and big mustaches smoking thick cigars talking about uh things that seem very important to them but probably have very little to no nothing to do with your life uh that's that sort of place yeah all right well then like it and i guess it's it's a big building like there's multiple stories to it and you can really only see this through this first one but that's what you're seeing I guess then, like, our plan at this point may be, uh, it might be to either befriend or blackmail a member and have them bring us in as a guest. Yeah. So, I guess, I'd, I guess I'll guess i stick, I'll surveil the, the outside a little bit and see if I can pick out the good mark for that. Okay. So, Why? Lone, I guess either, either someone we know or, like, lonely single man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, why don't you make a survey roll? I think that sounds like survey. If you're yeah, yeah, I definitely. So I think someone else should, should <laughs> stand outside the club and like look for things. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, that's so in this of... case here, we've got this. You know, this club is it is it only open to to the blue wizards, or is it you know just mainly primarily their their haunt? I mean, there's not like it's not like a a parade of dudes in blue cloaks with eyes. You know, well, parading mean, in and out of it. But. So I mean, I'm gonna ask around and see if you know, does it, is it literally just their turf, or is it kind of a, a front and they let other people come out? I assume that's a pretty easy answer. Um, well, uh, uh, make make an appropriate roll, and that's we'll fair. see how much yeah. of an action because I think because I think what I was what I was trying to do is if it is not just you know blue wizard turf. Uh, if if there's other people, then I'm gonna sort around. I'm gonna see if I can't get an invite to uh, to join this exclusive. You know, I'm gonna see what it takes to get the the members only jacket. And, okay. Uh, you know, even if even if Sophia is kind of doing the same thing, there's like four of us. It'd be easier if we had different avenues and let them yeah. just go one way. Oh, definitely. So, uh, for the record, Sophia is, is not doing that. Sophia is not so, at all good about yeah, that. Surveying is not. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm gonna go ahead and burn a stress to get a bonus dice. Fighting, fucking, enforcing two, are three skills. Uh, two bonus, or rather, I'm sorry, one bonus dice, two stress, because I really 
in preparation for this, I do want to bust ass to see if I can't, you know, go through my entire Rolodex to see who I know who can help out. And I got a two, six, and a two. I mean, so that six will carry you. Nice. It is a success. Um, so I assume if it's if that's a success, success, then that kind of answers the question, though, that it's not just uh, Blue Flame territory. You know, it could be any number of things, but there are other non-Blue Flame members that patronize it. So they do happen to know, guy. Uh, so what you, uh, yeah, like, um, so technically everyone who's part of the, what you're hearing is that everyone who's part of the Centralia Club is a member of the Circle of the Blue Flame, but there's, like, different levels of membership, uh, and that there are seven people who happen to be members of the Inner Circle of the Blue Flame. Uh, which are probably some of the people that you saw. Like there, it's like a memberships of concentric circles, yeah. uh, and depending on how high in membership you are, that kind of depends. Like that, that changes how high up in the building you can go. Like you have access to different places if you're different, uh, different levels of members, um, and uh. I'm gonna say that with a six, you actually are, like, looking through a list of members, and you find one that you recognize. Because it's Madame Teslin from The Red Lantern. Hmm, okay. If, uh, you don't quite remember, she was the one who... What was that? The brothel owner, right? From the mission yep. we decided uh, not she, to do. She was the madam of the brothel who hired you guys missing. to get uh, Millie Cypress back. Right. Oh, okay. From the dudes who actually wore members' jackets. So members' only jackets. Okay. The, this is a different secret society. <laughs> right. So they, they have the pins, lapel pins. No, they have cloaks. <laughs> they walk up with these blue cloaks. No, I, I like his idea of them having lapel pens. So, like, you probably have noticed some people walking around with a lapel pen or a brooch or an amulet of, like, an eye of in some blue metal that seems to have a flame where the pupil would be. Right. It would be something fairly inconspicuous unless you know what you're looking for. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, it's, it's always small. It's, uh... Part, it's usually like partially concealed like you would like lift your collar up to show it to someone I'm sure Sophia's noticed that spying on the window for sure so Jeremy I've thought of an idea for an object that I uh, might want to craft that I think okay. makes, could make some sense for, for us in either this or, or something else alright what's that so, so in one of our first sessions um, I, I went into the ghost field and, you know, I can see, I can see different spirits. And you mentioned specifically that I, I could recognize, um, Flint's, uh, ghost through the ghost field. I could see that it was, that his spirit was there and that it was Flint. Okay. Now yeah. I assume that that is only like, you know, for stuff that's near me. What I'd like to cr- try and create is basically like a, like a, like a tracker, that I can see and recognize from further away uh, in the ghost field. So I could like put it on somebody or put it on something and always sort of have a sense of where it is in the go, like in what direction it is for me in the ghost field. 
All right. How, how does so how if does you're that planning sound? on doing this to Flint, would this be like an ethereal tracker so that you could do it to a ghost? Well, I mean, he's in a hull, right? Mm, that's so true. I could put it on the hull if it's a device. Because I thought about a couple of different ways I could do this. Ice, and and the thing is that this is the frustrating thing to me. One of the questions I was going to ask Jeremy, like, how far back a flashback can I have? Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is I think I leveled up after we went down into yeah. the thing. So I can't say that I made this a long time ago. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, thought I to think... put it. So, so this is just for future use. Okay. Right. Just yeah. for future use, potentially like maybe tagging one of these Centralia clubmas, right? Or, um, um, or uh, Flint when we see him. Um I think that it could be a helpful device to have, like, in general. Um, I, but, I, mm-hmm. I really like the idea of this thing, yeah. Um, okay. I think that this could be pretty cool. So why don't we go through these uh, creation questions then? So this is something, this is a plan that you already have, so you don't have to study it as a long-term project or anything. It's just what you got. So uh, what type of creation is it and what it does it do? The player answers, a creation might be mundane, alchemical, arcane, or sparkcraft. If the PC has an appropriate special ability, alchemist, artificer, strange methods, they get bonuses when inventing and crafting certain creation types. So, um, this sounds to me like it would be arcane, from my Mm. understanding. And I I have strange methods. So that is the type of thing it is. And I explained what it does. I'm, um... Yeah, so I'd like it to have, um, you know, basically I can see whenever it's activated, like a pinpoint of the thing that I can see from very brightly in the ghost field from, I don't know, let's say a mile away, maybe. Okay, that's... How how big is Duskfall? I wouldn't uh... want to be able to see all the way across Duskfall. I assume that's too too good. No, I'm bad with distances. Let's take a look at the city as a whole. So, why don't we make it easy? Like, if I'm in like a, if I'm in a neighborhood, that's what I'd like. Like, if I'm in a neighborhood, like okay. I could see, like if I'm in Crow's Foot, I could see it if it's in Crow's Foot. If I'm in like Charter Hall South, I could see somebody that's in Charter Hall South. You know, does that All make right. sense to you? Yeah, that, that simplifies okay. things. So, uh, and how long's this thing gonna last? forever baby uh so the average neighborhood is 0.25 miles across okay so we'll say it's got like a you know a quarter mile range that i can see it so so for the magnitude chart uh something that you'd be able to see across the district would uh give it a quality rating of five uh something that you would that could last a week uh is a uh, quality level of six. So all, and, you're already talking about le- something with the quality of level of 11. So what does the quality level like mean in practice? Uh, so whenever you're crafting it, you're going to roll uh, one die for each tinker action dot. Um, or if, yeah, I guess it's tinker for crafting. Yep. Um, it is. Uh, so you're going to roll one die... Uh, and you get, uh, depending on what you roll, you're going to get a f- anywhere from quality level is your tier minus one, all the way up to a critical being your quality level is tier plus two. Now, you can spend coin 
to add plus one quality to the finished product. And you can also, uh, you also get plus one quality for having the workshop crew upgrade. So you're al already going to be at the plus one and you can spend more coins. But this sort of thing would be expensive to craft. I don't think it would be 11. I think I would just go with the greater uh, of... Unless you wanted well, to be able to I, see it across the district and it would just last several days. Yeah, I can... I can. So tier, that's the, the crew thing. So we're at one tier, is that Correct. right? Correct. Mm -hmm. You're at tier one. So, so even with a critical, that would be a three. So you'd still have to spend at least one coin to get it up to a five. Okay. Um... Why don't we say it lasts less time, like it lasts a day? That so? Or, or you're saying I need to, or make it? So the like two I, things that are affecting its quality are how long it lasts and how far away I can see it. Right, because like there's one scale for both duration and range. Yeah. So a tier four item lasts a day and uh, has a range of several blocks away. So like. I would, if you wanted it to be that, like, tier four, then you could, it would last a day, but you'd have to move around inside the district for a little while before you could pinpoint it. Okay, let's, let's go for that. You know, it's a, it's, like, I could throw it on somebody and we could help in, like, an active chase. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, that, that seems fair for now. Okay, so that's the minimum quality, uh, level of the item, so it's a tier four. So, what rare, strange, or adverse aspect of this formula or design is kept it in obscurity out of common usage? Um, I'm a smart boy. Try again. Hold on, I'm <laughs> writing down the, the notes. Tier yeah. Four. Uh, oh, it's the spirit positioning system. That, that's what I've decided to call it. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so what's weird about it or why is it bad and why people yeah using wh it. why hasn't anyone decided it was a good idea to make this thing before you have to lick it in order to make it work that was just off-putting um really turn it on. maybe maybe something <laughs> hmm maybe maybe it attracts ghosts Ooh. when it's um like like yeah so let's say that like it yeah if i when I've made it, right, it's in our, it's in our, um, in our lair, and I've got spirit bane charms up everywhere. So it doesn't matter when it's there. But if I decide to take it with me on a, on a mission, that's likely that, um, ghosts are going to be attracted to me. And when I, like, get, put it on somebody, ghosts are going to be attracted to them. So, like, there's a chance that if I put it on somebody, like, a ghost will appear to them. So, uh, what, what are you imagining this thing looks like in the physical world? Um, just like a, like a coin, you know, like something pretty small, something pretty simple. Like basically okay. it, I'm gonna like charge it with some sort of electroplasmic sort of like resonance that I, I can recognize as unique, but it doesn't have to be, it's not like a, you know, mechanical device or anything. Right. So it's not something that's like always on. It's just like, it's a thing that you can then activate mm -hmm. and then use it. Sure. Let's say that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so when it's so active, maybe like uh, like if yeah, there's a I mean, spirit like, nearby, it's a, they it's may a, appear. It's a big glowy beacon in the ghost field, so yeah. all fun thing, all sorts of fun things could happen. <laughs> okay, uh, so now you need to ask me what drawbacks does it have, if any? What drawbacks does it have, if any? Uh, okay, I think that 
I'm thinking there. So there's a list of drawbacks here. There's complex. You have to create in multiple stages. I'll tell you how many. Uh, conspicuous. The creation doesn't go unnoticed. Take plus one heat if it's used any number of times on an operation. Uh, consumable. This creation has a limited number of uses. Uh, rare. This creation requires a rare item or material when it's crafted. Unreliable. When you use the item, make a fortune roll. Uh, volatile. The item produces a dangerous or troublesome side effect for the user specified by the GM. Uh, now, it's I definitely was... consumable. I think I have to make a new one of these every time I use one. Do, um, do you think you do, or do you think that it like you just have to get it back? And then I could recharge it? Because mm. mm. what I'm thinking is I'm thinking that it's, uh, that it's rare... Uh, that you're gonna need like an old coin from like the like th the first imperial crown or something like that. So like uh, it it's made of like this weird metal that you can actually uh, imbue with uh, electroplasmic energy, um, and it's highly prized by Collectors. tinkers because of that. Okay, okay, I, I I like that. You know, I'm looking for the you know, the 1956 half dollar because it's got, you know, more silver in it, you know, type thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's also probably conspicuous because of, like you said, it draws so much attention when you use it. Well, but, you know, just from other, like, from other whisperers or for, from ghosts. Yeah, yeah, you know. So... Things, things that also I'm not pay sure attention I, to I'm not sure I... I that makes as much sense to me in fiction, though. Like, I put this coin on somebody, I can track it, other other tinkerers can see it, and ghosts can see it. How does that increase our heat? Uh, because it's drawing attention to the person that you're also trying to track, and therefore also drawing attention to you. Um, this thing's because... got a lot of downsides, Jerry. <laughs> it's just got two. I mean, it... I mean, it's got three. It 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 draws. Well, I guess two draws attention. Yeah, it's, it's which, two. Like conspicuous well, but, is just how that drawing attention thing but manifests. It, it, but but okay. I mean, I'll, so it's fine, like but if I, one of the downsides I was thinking of is that if I throw it on like one of these like club members, then a ghost shows up and terrifies them. That's a downside, right? Like that's a risk. Besides, right, like so. So if you want to leave that in my tool belt, well, you know, we can do that. Or we can go with the plus one heat thing. If you but, want me to throw more challenges in your way, we'll go with that. I just thought the plus one heat would be a little bit more. Because uh, it's, so, it's not plus one heat every time, you're use, every time you use it. It's plus one heat if you use it at all. If I use it at all. Yeah, it's take plus one heat if it's used any number of times during an operation. So you could use it 50 times, but you would still only get one heat off of it. Yeah, but one heat per, like, heist. What What is the what does the team think? Why does it have two downsides? Okay, so Jeremy said it's both rare and it's conspicuous, and I was assuming it could terrify the target. But, Jeremy, are you saying it won't terrify the target? It'll never have a ghost appear to somebody, but it will cause heat? I mean, it's it, fine if that's the case. It just seems like an awful lot of negatives. Right. I'm, I, like, either 
y'all will let me use this to pull attention from the ghostly world in like a, hey, a ghost showed up and now you have to deal with that. Or we can just go ahead and say, if this thing's used, it's plus one heat. Okay, that's that's fine. So it's going to be conspicuous and rare. Yep, conspicuous and rare. All right, cool. So now I've got the design for the thing. So now I yep. have to... As soon as uh, you find one of those coins, you'll be good to go. I'll be able to make one. All right, cool. Well, thanks for letting me take some time to do that. Uh, you're welcome. I think that's a pretty cool idea for an item. Um, does anyone have anything else that they wanted to do? Because I think we've kind of got your lead in now. Y'all know that you can uh, get with Madam Teslin, and she might be able to help you guys into the Centralia Club. Uh, is there anything else anyone wanted to do tonight? Um. Well, I think a lot of that can be left up to flashbacks as they happen. Okay. I know we didn't really have a heist, but there was character stuff, so if y'all want to go through character advancement, uh, yeah, we might get something out of that. Yeah. I mean, let's I start didn't... with uh, yeah. let's start with Cliff. Yes, you must probably. Alright, so uh, you'd have to challenge a calculation or a conspiracy. Well, uh, I think it's conspiring to go through and sneak into the, the club. Uh, I think that technically counts. Yeah, I'd go for that. Uh, express your beliefs, drives, heritage, your background. Not a whole lot, but I do think maybe the time I spent with Jaren would count for that. It's taking him out, you know, for a, a post, post-work, post uh, this break, this palling around, grousing about work. What do you guys think? Yeah. All right, let's go for it. The group's good for it, and I'm good for it. Okay. Struggle with your issues for your vice or trauma. Well, my trauma is having to listen to Jeremy, so yes. <laughs> I struggled with that um, a lot. I don't see that marked on your sheet anywhere. It's marked on everyone's sheets, Jeremy, in their hearts. <laughs> it could be. My trauma. Listen to Jeremy. Alright, let's go to Iskra. Yeah, I didn't really do anything, so... Um... I didn't roll for anything. I didn't address any challenges. I didn't really... Ex- I mean, I guess when I talked briefly to Fitz... What, what is what is yours? You said it's just a challenge. How? Technical skill or mayhem. Technical skill or mayhem. Um, yeah. Like, the, the only thing I can think of is when I was talking to Fitz, I kind of, sort of, a little bit expressed my beliefs drives heritage or background like i know what a tossed room looks like that's really a reach though yeah i mean it's yeah i mean it was enough for i'm fine with it if everyone else is i mean getting one tick for playing for a couple hours is pretty small so we're all gonna get one here yeah Uh, and i didn't struggle with my vice or trauma like i have a trauma but i didn't like it didn't come up so right all right uh let's go to virgil Alright, uh, addressed a challenge with knowledge or arcane power. I created the spirit positioning system, right? I don't know. Um, you express my beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Not particularly struggle with issue of vice or trauma. I mean, I went and um, talked to Satara. But... Like, I, I would say that you expressed your background as your underworld demon thieving boy with uh, Satara. Like, you kind of highlighted all of that. You're yeah, built out how- the backstory a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, the, I think... Um, so, yeah, two, I think, then. Dress challenge and express background. 
and Sophia. I just did one for trying to incite the riot. <laughs> All right, and uh, I guess let's take a look at the uh, the crew sheet as well. So, uh, execute a successful burglary, espionage, robbery, or sabotage? Not, not yet. Uh, contend with challenges above your current station. Bolster your crew's reputation or develop a new one. Express the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew. I mean, I'll take a tick for the last one, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think, uh... That's like your gimme tick. Yeah, you know? I, I, I'm, I'm fine with y'all getting it for that one, too, because... There's some character stuff there. Alright guys, well I know that we didn't really do a heist this time, but I think we've got, uh, we'll have a good place to jump off to next time. So. Oh John, I have to know, you're, you're going to hear a, a, a recorded Jesus Christ What the Fuck that didn't get broadcast because I was reading a news article. That's what it wasn't a comment on anyone speaking. <laughs> Oftentimes it is a comment on someone speaking. When I'm like, land the plane, you know, that's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs>